Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. A question we are all often faced with is, who do you work for? Well, let me ask you that question, who do you work for? When asked this question, some of the common answers that we see are, you could say, I work for myself, my family, or my company. Well, these are the common answers that we see there. There are those that refuse to acknowledge that they're working for anyone, be it a person or an organization, and use the word with. I work with this company. I work with this person. That's what they would say. Semantics, I guess. And then there are those that state they work for their boss. We all work to provide for our families, our dependents, and ourselves. The question is not, what do you work for? but who do you work for? If you're an entrepreneur and pride yourself in working for yourself, there might be some truth to that, but ultimately, the superior power that determines your actions lies with your customers, your suppliers, and your investors. Think about it. If there were issues with any one of these, then your business would be in jeopardy. So it's important to have customers, have the right suppliers, and the investments flowing through in order for your business to survive. Any of these entities can dictate the terms of your work. If you work for an organization, ideally your work and its attributes should be focused at fulfilling your organization's obligations toward its customers and shareholders. Each of us that works in the corporate world falls somewhere on an organizational ladder with a boss that we report into. The boss has the power to determine your paycheck, your upward mobility within the organization, and responsibilities you'll handle. Some bosses are company-focused, which means your expectations fall in line as well. In such situations, there is more transparency built in between levels that is employee reach extends beyond the immediate boss and probably through a couple of levels above. This is actually healthy as hierarchical stress is not as much and opportunities open up for those truly talented and doing the right thing. Others are self-serving and that's when conflicts may arise, especially when you have a self-serving boss. That's when one may end up working for such a boss. Corporate politics can dictate where your loyalties lie at different points in time, depending on what kind of bosses you have. Much depends on the employee-boss relationship and the personalities involved therein in those roles. Many employees are in the process of pleasing their bosses than in the actual performance of their job to meet the objectives they signed up for. And these employees cannot be blamed altogether for such things since they're acting in defense of their position and in many a case they themselves are the only defense they may have. There have been arguments that state that flat organizational structures may be the answer to curb such influences, where employees work in teams and natural leaders emerge as a part of the execution strategy. The emphasis is on actually getting things done to meet common objectives sans a hierarchy within the organization. Well, it may work to an extent in smaller organizations 
but flat structures are not truly scalable for growth. As organizations grow, flexibility and controls need to be established using the hierarchy model. And in every mid to large organization, there are numerous rungs on the corporate ladders. Then what's the optimal strategy for ensuring that the focus on every employee is truly on corporate goals and not hijacked by personal corporate politics? A strong HR policy propagated by a strong HR team with the support of top management can achieve this to a certain extent. But in a complex business environment, it's difficult to altogether do away with it. Again, having an HR team that functions independently is a difficult thing to achieve in an organization. The HR team too falls on the corporate ladder somewhere. There will always be employees serving bosses for various reasons. Although not completely healthy, this is a true fact in the corporate world and should be managed to optimize it. When faced with such a predicament, employees who find it detrimental to their principles and career might look for other opportunities so as not to sacrifice their principles, their potential and aspirations catering to the whims of an overbearing, self-serving boss. There are also employees who do the boss's bidding and focus on keeping the boss happy in order to safeguard their jobs. In both cases, it's detrimental to the corporation, whether through the loss of productive employees for the wrong reasons or by having unproductive employees stay just managing their supervisors. But at the same time, such bosses are a more serious predicament since their influence and its effect tends to be on a larger scale. It's the prerogative of every organization to take this issue seriously and work through its channels to monitor and minimize such situations, if not totally eradicate them to ensure optimal productivity of the employee base. Much of it comes from encouraging true transparency throughout the organization irrespective of reporting relationships. And such transparency can be propagated through frequent top-down and down-top communication more objective 360-degree performance appraisals, employee reviews, as well as supervisor reviews, career pathing, ensuring employees with the right skills are not in the wrong jobs, and so on. Well, that's a starter list that I just went through of ways to nurture healthy employee work dynamics within organizations. I look forward to see what you all can add to it. I hope you liked that episode. Please make sure that you subscribe to Plan B Success on your favorite podcasting platform and spread the word. Let your friends and family know so that they may benefit from the content as well. Thank you.